0: tonight I want to talk to you about growing your gift. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, you are gifted. Joel chapter 3 beginning in verse 9. It reads this way. It says, proclaim this among the nations. Prepare for war. Wake up the mighty men. Are there any mighty men of valor here today? Wake up the mighty men. Let all the men of war draw near. Let them come up. Tell your neighbor, let them come up. Tell them, we ain't scared. Verse 10, beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. And let the weak say, Ah, finish it for me. Come on. Let the weak say what? Let the weak say what? All right, come on, somebody. Give your neighbor a high five and tell them it's going to be good tonight. You can go ahead and be seated. Matthew, stay close, my brother. I love you over there. I want to talk to you about growing your gift. And we're still learning from Ezekiel chapter 37. We've been studying Ezekiel chapter 37. And one of the things we learned real well is that Ezekiel was a visionary prophet had a very special assignment from the lord to keep the spirit of god's people burning in the midst of captivity because how many know that tough times want to kill your spirit tough times want to cause your heart to sink when you are dwelling too long in a valley that atmosphere has a way of causing your spirit to shrink. But how many know here, Victor, San Diego, we're not shrinking our spirit, we're growing our spirit. What we learned about Ezekiel is that whenever God's people are struggling, watch this, he will always come to their aid by calling a man or a woman with a gift. Listen to this very closely. When the people of God are struggling, and how many know the people out there are struggling? Families are struggling. Our loved ones are struggling. Young people are struggling. And whenever God sees that his people are struggling, he'll always raise up a man or a woman of God with a gift. Listen to me when I tell you that God uses the gifted to bring victory to his people. Touch your neighbor and tell them, let God use your gift. God wants to use your gift. I'll say it again. God wants to use your gift. I'll say it one more time. God wants to use your gift to bring victory to people that are struggling and going through a tough time. I want to tell you that it's not always the ones with the title that God uses. It's the ones that are willing to do warfare. Here's my question. Do we have any fighters in the house of the Lord? Are there any people that when you weren't saved, you knew what it was to go to battle? See, it's not always the people with the title that God uses. Sometimes we say, well, let the pastor do it. But how many know it's not always the pastors making the difference? It's not always the pastors and the people in position that are bringing the victory. Sometimes it's just the people who are willing to. To go into warfare and get into a fight for their generation. That's why when Israel anointed David finally as king over Israel and officially made him king. The people spoke to David and they said, in the times of Saul, you were the one that brought the victory to Israel. This is good preaching. See, friend, you don't need to have a title to bring the victory. You don't need to have a position to be the victory. Look at your neighbor and tell him, you're the one. All you have to do is activate the gift that God has placed inside of you. See, Ezekiel activated his gift. He had the gift of vision. He was a visionary. He had the gift of vision, and he also had the gift of preaching. What happened to the bones when Ezekiel began to preach vision and began to prophesy a dead thing? Watch. What happened to the bones when Ezekiel began to activate his gift? God told Ezekiel, what do you see? He said, prophesy, man of God. Somebody say, prophesy. So Ezekiel takes what's inside of him. He takes the vision of God that is inside of him. He uses the gift of preaching and the gift of prophesying to begin to speak to dead things. What happened is those dead things came back to life. That's good news for somebody because some of you go home to dead things. You have children that are dead in sin. You have family members that are bound in drugs and in alcoholism. You have friends that are lost in depression. But what happens when you begin to activate your gift and you go to those people and you begin to activate what's inside of you, all of a sudden dead things are going to come back to life. How many can't wait to see your loved ones saved? Your friends coming to the Lord. You ought to get more excited about that. When Ezekiel began to release his gift, somebody say, release your gift. The army was assembled, reanimated, and they became an exceedingly great army. Now, what is the purpose of an army? Let me put it this way. What is the purpose of the church? Is the purpose of the church just to come together and have a good time in these four walls? Is the purpose of the church just to come and to have fellowship? I'm not saying that's not important, but isn't the purpose of the church to be an army? And isn't the purpose of an army to do spiritual warfare? Are you with me tonight? Because there's some of us here. The reason I speak this message to you is because God wants to teach you how to fight. Mm -mm. God wants to teach you how to fight. See, we're, we're here where we are today as a church because there is a group of leaders that learn how to fight. Watch this. Not in the natural, but they learn to fight in the supernatural. And the reason the people of God are often defeated is because they have not learned yet to fight in the supernatural realm the bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but they are mighty through god in the pulling down of strongholds listen there are strongholds in our life that need to be defeated there are things that have been controlling us too long and we as the people of god need to begin to rise up as the army of god and we need to recognize that we are armed and dangerous and it's time to get into the battle it's time to get into the war see we must recognize our ability to do battle I want to tell you this tonight is that you are armed and dangerous touch your neighbor and tell them you are armed and you are dangerous see for an army to be successful a soldier must become familiar and use the weaponry they have, watch this, to push the enemy back. So here's my question to you today. How many would like to push the enemy back off your life? God bless 10 of you. Maybe the devil doesn't mess with you like he messes with me. Maybe the devil's not afraid of you. But I'm came to talk to some people that are tired of the devil messing with you messing with your marriage messing with your children messing with your health messing with your money come on and help me preach today how many would like to push the devil off of your life how many would like to push the devil off of your loved ones then we've got to recognize that we have the weapons and we have the power and we have the gift everyone that is here tonight God has equipped you with the tools you need to push the enemy off. All it's going to take is for us to activate our gift. Say this with me. Say, activate my gift. What will happen when you begin to activate your gift? When you begin to activate your gift, this army will begin to grow. Why do churches stop growing? Because the people in the church refused to activate their gift. The Bible says he gave us gifts. Someone say, I have a gift. He gave gifts to the church. Apostle, prophet, teacher, pastor, evangelist. Why do churches stop growing? Because there's not enough people activating their gift for the building up of God's house and the building up of God's people. Now, I can tell that some of you... Need this message tonight. I don't know what happened to you between Sunday and now. But it looks like some of you done got slapped up by the devil. So let me wake you up tonight and tell you that it's time for you to activate your gift and stop letting the devil punk you out of your promise. Someone say, activate my gift. See, what happened to the army in Ezekiel chapter 37. Sin came in. Maybe that's why you can't shout. Maybe that's why some of you are just sitting here like you're a bump on the log. Maybe sin came in this weekend and slapped you up and drained all your power and got you all in the foot. You ain't hearing me in this place. What happened to Ezekiel 37? The Bible tells us that sin came in. Hey your neighbors, sin came in. And recognize that sin, when it comes in, it doesn't just seek to kill your faith. It doesn't just seek to weaken your spirit. It doesn't just seek to disorganize and fragment your unity. Why do so many people fight in church? Sin. Why is there unhealthy competition in the house of the Lord? Sin. Why is there strife at home? Sin. Why can't, brother and sister, you ain't hearing me in this place, get along? Sin. How many are ready to kick sin out of their life? See, when sin comes in, it wants to kill your spirit. It wants to weaken your faith. It wants to disorganize and fragment your unity. But watch this. It also wants to disarm your gifting. It wants to disarm your gifting. I'm tired of seeing Christians quitting in the ministry. I'm tired of seeing preachers quitting on preaching and quitting on leading their city life group and quitting on ushering and quitting on doing the work of God. You ain't saying nothing to me tonight. They let sin come in because what sin wants to do, it wants to stop you from doing what God has called you to do. Church, I want to tell you something tonight is that I believe that you are taught to teach. You are taught to teach. You come to church every week and how many know you're taught the word of God? You're instructed in righteousness. You're built up in your most holy faith. I wanna tell you that you are taught to teach. I wanna tell you that you are blessed to be a blessing. Is there any blessed people in the house of the Lord here today? I wanna tell you this tonight, that you are raised up to help raise others up. God pulled you out of the pit because he wants to use you to pull somebody else out of the pit. God pulled you out of the wilderness and brought you into the promised land because he wants to use you to go into the wilderness and snatch someone out of the wilderness and bring them into the promised land. You were raised up to raise up. I came to tell you tonight, you were loved to love. Oh, that's what this is. You're like, that's what that is? That's what I feel here? Yeah, this is love, Tay neighbor, this is love. This is love in this place. That's what you're getting every single week. You're getting love. You're being taught the word of God. You're being taught how to be blessed. You're being taught how to get the breakthrough. You're being taught how to raise a godly family. You're being taught how to raise up disciples. You're being taught how to raise up children. But now God's saying it's time for you to get up out of your pew and to go out and begin to teach somebody else. I'm going to need you to shout. I'm going to need you to clap and recognize that God wants to use you. But watch the strategy of spiritual attack. Because I believe tonight that many of you, more than I would like to admit to be true, but many of you, without knowing it right now, are currently under spiritual attack. You don't even know you're under spiritual tap. You can't even recognize what the devil has done to your faith. You can't even recognize what the devil has done to your walk with God. At one time, you are on fire for the Lord. At one time, you were a preaching machine. At one time, you were a discipling machine. You ain't hearing me in this way. At one time, you were a worshiper. At one time, you were a giver. At one time, you were a servant of the Lord. But the devil came in, watch this, and the strategy of spiritual attack, watch this, is to injure the gifted why do gifts stop? because Christians walk with spiritual injuries in their life Mm. why do they put down the Bible? because they're injured why do they stop serving? because they're injured, well I don't like how they talk to me I don't like, you don't want me to say nothing I don't, I don't like how they're politicking in the church. I don't, I don't know. I didn't like how she said that to me. You ain't hearing me in this place. And so this, uh, the, the, the strategy of spiritual attack, somebody say spiritual attack, is to injure the gifted. When the devil can injure you, the church can stop reaping your gifts. And when the church stops reach, reaping your gift, come on somebody, the church loses Power collectively but worse you begin to die spiritually why do christians die because they stop using what god has given them you ain't saying nothing to me they, they they make christianity just about checking in and checking out come on can i preach to my church just coming in and making an appearance with your face so i'm here god bless you checked in on facebook Talk to me, somebody. But you don't even know that you're under spiritual attack. You don't even know that the devil has come after your gift and come after your faith and come after your spirit. But now is the season. Now is the time to let the spirit of the Lord to begin to breathe on dry bones. Is there anyone here that has been stirred? Touch your neighbor and tell him it's time to activate your gift again. Am I doing okay? Sin came in and injured the gifted. Sin wants to get the teacher to stop teaching, the evangelist to stop winning souls. This is the worst one, to get the prayer warrior to stop praying and intercede. Aww. Because you can't intercede for people when you're injured spiritually. You can't pray for people when you don't even know how to pray for yourself. You ain't saying nothing to me tonight. And what we need are some people in this place who've been injured to get their healing tonight, to get restored tonight, to let the Spirit of God begin to breathe on them. I came to tell you tonight that nothing is too hard for God. He can heal your broken heart. He can heal your spiritual injury. He can pull you out of your trouble. uh... Hey, touch someone and tell them, let's get healed tonight. Why couldn't the people fight? Am I doing all right? You're getting something tonight. Why couldn't the army fight? Why why did they dry out? We've been learning this, haven't we? Have you been learning something? Why did they dry out? Why did their bones get so dry, right? They weren't dead. They were asleep, right? Why why did they get so dry? Why couldn't they do war against him? I'll tell you why. Because they suffered from something called mission fatigue. Mission fatigue. Why do, why, do you, why do people get mission fatigue? Let me put it this way. Why do people get tired in the battle? Oh, come on, somebody. Because listen, this, this thing's a battle. Let me say it. This is a battle. Tell your neighbor, we're in a battle. Tell them we're in a battle. This is a lifetime battle. When you get saved, you, you're involved in a battle, man. There, there's no rest in this battle. Come on, somebody. And, and you got to recognize there are no days off in the kingdom of God. Come on, somebody. If you want to be effective in the kingdom of God, you got to recognize you're in the battle. But sometimes people get tired in the battle. They suffer mission fatigue. Why? Because they get away from the word of God. The Bible says, the Bible, the proverb writer said, listen, my son, listen to my words. Tell your neighbor, listen to the word of God. He says it will be strength to your bones. I, I can't tell you how many times that I've been tired in the battle. And I've opened up this word. Come on, somebody. And I've sat under a prophet. And I've sat under a good preaching. And I've sat under a good message. I might have been tired. I might have felt like giving up. I might have felt like throwing the towel. But all of a sudden, the word began to get inside of my soul. And the word, come on. That's why I'm so proud of you tonight. You made it out tonight. You said, Pastor, I've been in a battle. I've had a tough week at work. I've had a tough month at work. The devil's been on my back. The devil's been attacking my family. The devil's been attacking in my health. The devil's been attacking my money. But guess what? I had to come to church tonight and I had to get under the word because the word gives me strength. The word gives me power. It brings life to my bones. I need the word in my life. How many of you need the word in your life? And when you get in the word, that's when your body and your life get strengthened. But when you get away from the word, watch, that's when you begin to lay your weapons down. That's when Christians start saying, What am I even involved in? Does it sound like I know what I'm talking about? Why am I even coming to church? Why am I even here? See how quiet it is? Why am I even here? Why, why, why do I even serve? You know why you're thinking like that? Because you're not in the word. You don't have the strength. Why, why, why do I even have this cell group? Why do I even? Oh, you don't want me to say nothing. Has it ever happened to you? Mission fatigue begins to take over. So then, what happens when you get away from the word? You begin to lay your weapons down and you start getting involved in personal projects. Man, I'm doing all this for people. I should be doing this for myself. I've been building the house of the Lord and I should be doing this to myself. You ain't saying nothing to me. I've seen so many young couples get saved, meet in the church, Get married in the house of the Lord. Have a beautiful wedding. All the church came out through rice. Come on, somebody. Gave them all kinds of gifts. Threw them a shower. But then all of a sudden, they got out of the word. Come on, somebody. And then all of a sudden, they lay their weapons down. But then all of a sudden, they lay their weapons down. And here comes the devil slapping up their marriage. Slapping up them. You ain't saying nothing to me. I want to tell you something, Victor Outreach. You can't afford to become domesticated. You are not called to be like every other Christian. With the lifestyle that we came out of, we came out of addiction, we came out of violence, we came out of generational curses. Don't think for a minute that the devil's gonna let you stay blessed and stay in a good marriage and stay in a good family and see your kids serving God. It's time to take up arms and to start activating. Come on, somebody, activate your gift. Tell your neighbor, we gotta fight. We can't get tired. That's what happened to the children of Israel. Right? You know it. We've been studying it. They got into the promised land. And then they traded in God's priorities for their priorities. They begin to exalt their thinking over God's thinking. They begin to move away from God's power and start moving into their power. Come on, you ain't saying nothing to me. And all of a sudden, when they were working on their farms and they were working on their land and they were working on their own house, even one scripture in Haggai says, the house of the Lord for 18 years wasn't completed, but they had paneled houses and they were filling up their houses, all kinds of nice furniture, while the house of God laid in waste and God sent the prophet to them and said, "Now's not the time to build your house. Now's the time to build the house of the Lord. Come on, San Diego. How many believe that this is the time to begin to build the house of the Lord? But because they got into their own priorities, the Lord allowed trials to come in. And what they should have done is they should have had one hand on the plow. Watch. Watch how this is going to help you. They should have had one hand on the plow. And one hand on the sword. How am I going to get the victory? I can't have two hands on the plow. I've got to have one hand on the plow. And one hand on the sword. I've gotta have one hand doing what I've gotta do for my family, but I've gotta have another hand on doing the work of God and activating my gift and being used by the Lord. I just gave you the formula for victory, my friend. I just taught you how to make it for 25 years, for 35 years, for 45 years, for 50 years. You gotta put one hand on the plow and one hand on your gift, one hand on the plow, and one hand on the word of God one hand on the plow, and one hand on prayer, one. Ask your neighbor and say, let me see your hands. Come on, somebody. That's why God tells his people in Joel chapter three, because they would gotten away from the word. They had gotten into bondage. They had gotten into defeat. Come on, come on, come on, Junior. Give me, give me, help me out, Junior. Come on, somebody. They had gotten into defeat. And the reason they got into defeat is because they're too busy working on their own priorities. They're too busy working on their own life. Too busy working on the worldly things. Too many, bi- too, too, come on, too busy working on their comfort. Come on, somebody. Too, 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 too busy trying to keep up with the Joneses. You ain't saying nothing to me. Come on, Joneses got a new car, I gotta get a new car. Joneses got a new house, I gotta get a new house. Joneses got a promotion, I gotta work overtime and Miss Church on Sunday to get a promotion. You ain't saying nothing to me. And then God came in and said, Ah, uh-uh, you can't have it both ways. It's either my way or the highway. And the devil came in and defeated them. But in Joel chapter 3, the Lord said to them, prepare for war. I'm going to get you guys back on track. He says, take your plowshares and sharpen them into swords. Come on, somebody. Take your gift and begin to sharpen it for my glory. Take what I place inside of you. Begin to activate what I place inside of you. Come on, somebody. God has put a gift inside of you. God has put a talent inside of you. God has put ability inside of you. That's why Shamgar was a farmer. And he got so tired of the Philistines and the enemy coming in and pushing him off his land. Here's the question, are you tired of the devil messing with you? Are you the tired of the devil lying to you? Are you tired of the devil getting the victory? Shamgar got tired of the devil getting the victory. So he took his farming equipment, come on somebody, a little stick, and he began to sharpen it into a spear. And he began to use it for the glory of God. And every time the devil showed up, he stabbed the enemy. He defeated the enemy. The Bible says that he killed 800 men with one weapon that was sharpened and covered in the power of God. Some of you need to begin to sharpen your gift, sharpen your weapon, start doing what God has called you to do. Come on and give God praise if you're ready to go to war. Say that with me. Say, prepare for war. What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? That means, preacher, it's time to start preaching. Come on, somebody. It's time to stop hiding in the luggage. It's time to stop hiding behind the bush. It's time to stop saying you can't do it. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. It's time to preach. If he's called you to preach, it's time to preach. If he's called you to pray, it's time to pray. If he's called you to serve, it's time to serve. Awaken the Warriors. Awaken the mighty men of valor. Awaken the Deborahs. Awaken the women in the house of the Lord and say we're not going to lose this time. We're going to war. We're going to push the devil back. Where are all the preachers? Where are all the singers? Where are all the soul winners? Where are all the prayer warriors? Where are all the builders? Where are all the cooks? Where are all the ushers? Where are all the children's workers? Where are all the people with the homes that open up their homes for Bible study? Where are you? Are you in the house? It's time to wake up. It's time. Touch your neighbor and tell them it's time to wake up. I'm on fire tonight. It's time to do what Paul told Timothy. It's right here in the scripture. He said, in the scripture, 2 Timothy 1.5, he says, When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois, and in your mother, Eunice, in other words, Timothy, you church kid, came up in the children's ministry, came up in the gang, come on, somebody, been coming to church, running around, causing havoc. Your name's written under this stage because your parents were praying for you. He says, When I'm reminded of your faith that was in your grandmother and in your mother, He says this, I am persuaded it's in you. Tell your neighbor, it's in you. Tell him whether you like it or not. Mm -hmm. I don't wanna serve God right now, I wanna do my thing. I don't care what you wanna do. I, I don't care how far you run from the Lord. I don't care if you move to Brazil. I don't care if you live in Mexico on the beach. I don't care where you try to run. You better recognize it is in you. You can't get away from it. You can go work for IBM. It's in you. You can go work for some company. It's in you. You can go and act a fool and go to prison and get in all kinds of trouble. It's in you. Come on, somebody say it's in you. Paul said, Timothy. I know you're discouraged. I know you've been going through it. He said, drink a little wine. I'm going to advise you to do that. Some of you need to put the wine down. Start drinking the new wine. He said, Timothy, I know you're struggling, but I'm convinced that it's in you. I'm convinced that you've been fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm convinced that from the matrix of your mother's womb, the Lord knew you. Before your father gave you your name, God already knew your name. And God already had a plan for you. You're not here by coincidence, my friend. You are here because God. Had a plan. (laughs) Come on, clap for the Lord. Help me preach. I'm almost done. It's in you. He says it's in you. And that's why I advise you to stir it up. I wish Pastor Andre was here. But somebody say stir it up. Stir up the gifts of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. That's the message tonight. That if we're going to do battle with the devil, and we're going to begin to advance the kingdom of God. And we're going to begin to see greater breakthroughs in our life. How many want to see greater breakthroughs? Come on, how many want to see greater breakthroughs in your life? See, see family saved. We can't do it until you stir it up until you begin to do what one portion of the scripture says fan into flame come on what happens to a fire when you begin to fan it it begins to grow that's what god's doing to some of you tonight you can now some of you are just dead you're just looking at me but you know you, you need resurrection not fanning and you can get that if you hang out here long enough but i'm not here to resurrect nobody tonight i'm here to fan some people i'm here to fan some people i'm here to <laughs> There's preachers that need to be fanned. There's worship leaders that need to be fanned. There's Bible study leaders. There's men's home directors. There's gang girl leaders. I, I, I didn't come to resurrect nobody tonight. I came to fan some people. Tell your neighbor, fan in the flame. The gift that is inside of you. That means three things and then I'll be done. I want to talk to the gifted. Put your hand in your heart and say, I'm gifted. Let me talk to you. Let me say something to you tonight. Let me give you something before you go home. Number one, the gifted must awaken what's inside of them. You have gifts that must be awakened. Secondly, the gifted must connect with those developing and using their gift. Watch. You must connect. Someone say connect with other gifted people. Thirdly, the gifted must position themselves to make an impact. Now I don't have time to do all this, but I wanna tell you this, that if you want to grow your gift, how many wanna grow your gift? How many wanna grow your gift on this side? How many believe there's something inside of you that God wants to use? Then you must connect with those who are developing and using their gift. Paul told the church in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11, and you're gonna gonna catch this, watch. It says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. How many wanna grow their gift? Come on, how many wanna grow their gift? How many wanna win in battle? How many want to push the devil back? Then you have to get away from childish people. Because the gift that's inside of you is not a little boy's gift. And it's not a little girl's gift. It's a mature gift. Put your hand on your heart and say, I have a mature gift. I have a big gift. And if I'm gonna grow my gift, I can't hang out with jokers. Who wants to grow their gifts? If I wanna grow my gift, I have to hang around people who take their own gifts seriously. I I can't continue to hang out with children who still can't figure out whether they wanna serve God or not, who are still struggling with their identity, who are here one day and gone the next. Can't grow your gift like that. Can't even talk to people about your gift with people like that. You, they, they don't understand it. Then you wonder why they judge you. They're not judging you, they're hating on you because they don't have a gift, they don't know what's inside of them. But you know what's inside of you and you gotta get around other people that know what's inside of them. Say, so I've gotta hang around the right people. You could, have, you could be the right person with the right plan and the right gifting and be held down by the wrong people. Tell them, It's time to grow up so that my gift can grow. See, God gifts you because he wants you to be about something. Why does God gift you? Because he wants you not to talk about it, but to what? Oh, that's a word. Stop talking about it and start being about it. He wants you to be about something. He wants you to be known for something. You know me. That's Pastor Al, the crazy preacher. Come on, somebody. That's Pastor Al, the spiritual warrior. That's Pastor Al, the leader. That's Pastor Al, because why? Because God has gifted me with special giftings and those giftings cause me to be about something. Neighbor, you got to be about it. He gives you the gift so that you could further your future. Your gift will take you higher. Does that, is that interesting to you? Now you say, Well, I thought you said they don't want me, you know, I shouldn't work on my own things. No, listen, it's not the ministry that makes the man, it's the man that makes the ministry. And before you can make an impact, you got to grow to the level that God wants you to be. What happens when you begin to practice your gift? What happens when you begin to get around other people that are doing their gift and respecting their gift and serious about the things of God? All of a sudden, you begin to grow. You begin to further your future. And as you begin to further your future, you begin to break curses off of your life and off your family. Once you begin to practice your gift, that's when you can start doing spiritual warfare. That's when God can take you places you've never gone before. That's when God could put you around people you never thought you'd be around. That's when you can start talking to some serious people in the things of God, can I hear an amen? But sometimes we can't go higher because we hang around with people who don't understand this. They wanna still have fun. They wanna still wake up at 11 o'clock in the morning. 40 years old, still playing Call of Duty. Joking around, playing games with God, still looking for shortcuts, can't get a job, can't get to the next level, wasting time. You gotta get away from those people and if you're one of those people, you gotta get around somebody that's doing what God has called them to do so that what they have will begin to rub up on you and you'll begin to... Is this helping you today? Get around the people that have a dream. Are there any dreamers here today? Are there any people dreaming about the ministry? Dreaming about building businesses for God? Dreaming about raising godly family and raising godly children? Are there any dreamers in the house? And that's the next thing. You've gotta get around people who are going to help you stir your gift. You, you've got to let somebody, watch. You've got to let somebody stronger than you at a higher level than you. If you're the biggest person in the room all the time, you're in the wrong room. Sometimes you've got to get into a room where there's bigger people than you. And you've got to get under somebody, watch this, that knows their gift and knows their purpose and can use their gift and can use their purpose, watch, to sharpen your gift and to sharpen your purpose. That's why I leave San Diego and I go hang out with Pastor Sonny. When I'm around the pastor, I don't talk. I just listen. And I let him speak into my life. And I let him prophesy to my dry bones. And I let him use his gift of vision and his gift of leadership to sharpen my gift of vision and sharpen my gift of leadership. Come on, somebody. Sometimes he tells me things I don't want to hear. Sometimes I walk out a little angry. Come on, somebody. Sometimes I shift in my chair. I'm like, oh, I got to get out of here. He's working on me. Oh, you know, He's working on me. It doesn't feel good. I don't like how I feel right now. But that's my pastor. And he's using his gift to sharpen. I think you understand what I'm talking about. That's why you come to church. look at some of you and you get uncomfortable in the service you're uncomfortable right now but it's good for you tell your neighbor it's good for you it's good for you to squirm in your seat a little bit it's good for you to act like you got it all together just keeping when is it going to fit it's good for you because i'm using my gift to sharpen your gift How many want to grow their gift? Woo! I came to tell you, you're going to be a leader. You're going to be a leader. You're going to go to another level of leadership. You're going to be a leader in the house of God. You're going to be a leader in your business. You're going to be a leader in your community. You're going to be a leader in your family. As you come to church every week and you let me speak into your life and you let me use my gift to sharpen your gift as God begins to raise me up, as God begins to raise your leaders up. Guess what? Our destinies are connected. God is going to begin to raise you. Come on and clap for the Lord. Come on and give God praise right now. feel it. You know what I feel? I'm almost done. Can you give me just a couple more minutes? You know what I feel? I feel the warfare. Every time I'm up here, I feel the warfare. There's a war going on because the devil doesn't want you to get to the place God has called you to be. The devil doesn't want you to use your gift. The devil doesn't want you to activate what's inside of you. So, so, oh man. And he hangs out around the word like Jason was talking about last time. And he just waits to steal that seat. That ain't for you. That ain't for you. That's for your neighbor. That's for your neighbor. No, no, no. You need to slap the devil. and Say, no, no, that's for me. There's a warfare going on. Because when the preacher gets behind the pulpit and he begins to prophesy, what is he fighting? He's fighting for territory in your heart. That's what this word is doing. Some of you are having to give over territory to God and take it from the devil and take it from the world and say, world, you can't have my heart. Devil, you can't have my heart. Bondage, you can't have my heart. Depression, you can't have my heart. Fear, you can't have my heart. I'm going to listen to the man of God. I'm going to activate what's inside of me. For Paul told Timothy, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound Somebody say warfare! That's what we're involved in, warfare. Church is warfare. That's why every time you come to church, you gotta come in a spirit of warfare. Don't you dare come in here acting like a Catholic doing the sign of the cross, just standing there, everybody's singing. No, 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 you open up your mouth. You begin to give God praise. You begin to shout to the Lord with a voice of triumph. You begin to say, devil, you can't have my praise. You can't have my worship. I know I had a tough week, but God is with me and I've got a destiny and I've got a gift. That's why every time you come to church, you gotta come in a spirit of warfare. Don't come just with your phone looking at Facebook. Bring your Bible. Did you bring your Bible tonight? I wanna see that Bible. Is that Bible highlighted and marked has notes inside of it? You came to do warfare. Somebody say warfare. You came to grow. You came to break barriers. You came to go to new levels. Come on somebody, you came to stir up the gift that God has placed Come on and play it on the instruments. You came to stir up your gift. Is there anyone here ready to stir up the gift? Stir up the talent, stir up the bill.